0: What's up, guys? Aaron and Julian here. Hey. We we get to introduce, we get to intro Larissa's podcast for this weekend. She preached a message on maturing in God, and it is amazing. It's powerful, and it is so good. So, Julian, what do you want to say about the podcast? You need to listen to this. Listen to it. Take notes. Let it encourage you. Let it strengthen you. Let it mature you in God. We love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. What's up, Overflow friends? Hello, Um, I felt the Lord um, reminding me of something before I hop into our message, and um, I felt like he was, he wants to minister to um, people who are struggling with a sense of lack, uh, poverty mindset. Let me tell you what I mean. Um... I remember being stressed about money in our and and it was manifesting in our marriage, <laughs> mainly for me um, well almost all for me um, <clears throat> and I remember sitting with the Lord and crying out i mean i th- this is the level of of like even w- there was a time when it was actually like a legitimate concern, <laughs> but even past when it when I knew that there was money in our in our account, like I I, I I, knew that in my mind, I still, when I would hop onto my laptop and log into our bank account to pay a bill or whatever, I would start to feel anxiety just rush over me. And that told me that there was a spiritual component, that it was beyond what was real and what was factual, that there was something else that had a hold of my heart. And <clears throat> I remember that day, I, I, I was bringing it before the Lord and he, he said, "He said um, the love of money is the root of all evil." And I'm like, I, "I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think I like have a love of money, Lord. Like I don't, I'm not into designer clothes. I don't care that much about my car. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you, what are you, what are you talking about?" And he said, "He said, well, the the fear of it, and the not having enough of it." is rooted in the same thing as greed. It's rooted in the same thing. It means that I've idolized that this is my provision. And I felt that there were um, specifically couples in here um, who've been, you've had tension over finances. And the Lord is wanting to bring healing and and a new way of thinking, a kingdom way of thinking, by the power of His Spirit today. And I saw also young people who you've you've um, you've projected this frustration onto a person. And the Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, right? And you've projected this maybe on your parents who aren't giving you what you think that they should, or you've projected this onto your boss, or you've projected this onto whatever, this, this feeling of lack, and you're blaming someone, and the Lord wants to set you free today and tell you that you're a son or a daughter, he's gonna take good care of you. This is his plan. So if that applies to you on any level, I want you to stand up. <clears throat> no shame, I've been there. Thank you, Lord. He's gonna bring healing to marriages today. I wanna remind you, your battle is not against flesh and blood. Can I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and read that because I feel like it's really important. The Lord is going to blood wash your, the eyes of your heart the way that you've been perceiving um, <clears throat> your spouse or your parent or your boss, whatever. It, it's, it's as if the lack has a face, it has a face, and the enemy is accusing loudly that face. And the Lord's saying today, no, 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 look up, look up, look up, look up. Stop agreeing with the accuser. Um, I'm going to read this out of Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Meaning the devil would love to get your thoughts wrapped up in this. He would love to get your thoughts wrapped up in lesser things. But he says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Lord, right now, I thank you for washing minds. Just hold out your hands. And this is your way of repenting. This is your way of coming out of agreement with the devourer. There is a devourer who is lying, lying, lying to you. Even if it looks like something. I saw, I heard a friend say today it was like a mouse in a house. It's tiny. It's tiny, it just comes as you can hear it in the night, droppings all over your house. But guess what? The provision of the grace of God is like the most massive waterfall you've ever seen, and it's rushing over you today. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Just thank him right now. Say thank you for setting me free from this mindset, God. Thank you. Thank you for setting me free from this mindset. I break my agreement with the power of the devil. I break my agreement with the accuser. And I come into to the fullness of being a son or a daughter who has All the riches of heaven at my disposal. Just tell him, my finances are yours, Lord. My finances are yours, Lord. They belong to you. I put them in their rightful place. They come up under. They come as a servant. My finances are a servant for the kingdom. If you're with your spouse, pray together. Before we continue, this is more important than whatever I had prepared. Thank you, Lord. Pray together, thank you, God. We plead the blood. Plead the blood over your words over your words. Ooh, I, I feel like someone's been on the phone with your mom and you've been just agreeing and accusing with a mother. You've been agreeing and accusing your spouse, so we break that right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for peace and our finances. They belong to you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is not your portion. This is not your portion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just keep praying. If you're not standing up, pray in the spirit. The Lord's doing something, he's setting his people free. Oh, there's a higher way, there's a better narrative. There's a kingdom narrative. It's flooding you now. It's washing your mind, washing your heart. Oh, there's no shame. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for rebuking the devourer on our behalf, God. Oh, you are mighty to save. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We move out of coveting Lord. We move out of covetousness. We move out of that. We move out of comparison. Thank You God. Oh, thank You Lord. Thank You Holy Spirit. Thank You Holy Spirit. Thank You Holy Spirit. Oh thank You Holy Spirit. Thank You Holy Spirit. Thank you for breaking generational mindsets of lack and poverty in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. He loves to bring division in marriages. Oh, but the Lord loves to bring healing and unity, and he's here to do that today. Thank you, God. Ooh, da, 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 da. We put you on the same side of the table. You're on the same team. You're on the same side of the table. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I see some of you just having a, a great sit-down today with your spouse and saying, I'm, I'm for you. I am for you, and I am on your side. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I even see a there's a grace, some of you that have been spending in ways that you're hiding. There's like a there's a hidden way of you're hiding some of your spending. And the Lord is inviting you today to go ahead and come clean. Freedom's on the other side of that. There's more intimacy and freedom to be had. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Jesus, we thank you for the work you did at the cross, how you made a decision to come to planet Earth and take not some of our sin, all of our sin, all our habits, all the things that we get stuck in, all the ways we try to please you to get in right standing with you, but it's only the blood. It's the blood of Jesus. So I thank you for these couples. I thank you for the individuals. And even... Lord, the people that are seated that go, you know what, that's me as well. I I worry about finance too much. I think about money constantly. How am I gonna make a bill? How am I gonna take care of the kids? What am I gonna do? Lord, it's in your hands, God. We are your kids. What father... If we ask for a, a fish would give us a stone or a snake. We ask for bread. They're not going to give us something that's bad. And if us, you say, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will you, God, our Father in heaven, who made us, were your idea. We're on planet Earth because it was your idea, not our idea. We're just here because of you. And so, Lord, we're looking to you. You are our source. We don't have a source, Lord, other than you. You're the one that takes the business we're in and use them to provide for us. At the end of the day, it's you, Jesus, and we give you the glory, the praise, the honor, and the recognition. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Sometimes we need a little adjustment in the spirit. I don't know about you, but I need them a lot. I want to um, talk to you about the table of the Lord today, and um, I'm going I'm to go a little bit of a different direction. Um, I want to talk to you about who is at the table and what is at the table, and I need to give you a little bit of backstory. A couple of weeks ago, we were in here on our Tuesday set, and the Lord was moving very powerfully, which he often does, but it was, it was significantly more. Was anyone in here a couple weeks ago? Our students had gotten rocked in the back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm seeing people that I, I was watching them get so messed up. But they, our students were had been over in the back, and the Lord was moving powerfully in there. And then they came in here to this twelve to two set, and it. It was profound. They were moving in a prophetic spirit and a level of boldness that I hadn't seen them move in. I was speaking of one of the students, second year, and she said, "I I I don't have words. All I know is I wept for hours on end, and I I still am weeping when I remember it, when I talk about it, and all I know is I'm different." And she testified. She said, "I was I was." You know, um Michael had commissioned them to go pray for people in the set. And she said, I was, I was saying things prophetically that I knew wasn't me. <laughs> and how many of you have had an experience like that? So like the Lord comes upon you to minister to someone and you're going, wow, I'm, I'm, this is completely different. This is completely heavenly on another level. Amen. I want more of that. More, 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 more. Yes. I want more of that. Um that Tuesday I was praying, I was meditating, I was thinking about how God's moving in our country amongst young people, I was thinking about what's happening at Asbury, I was praying into all of that and thanking the Lord, asking Him to prepare us. And as I was praying, he showed me a picture of the bride in America. And um I saw her, and she her ribs were sticking out. She was really thin. And um, and and pale, she looked malnourished. And um, he, uh, the, the thought that came to my mind as I'm looking at her was skinny fat. Do you know what skinny fat is? It's like a person that somehow can eat a lot of junk or fast food, but like they don't gain weight, but they're kind of squishy. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, it's just, there, there you go. <clears throat> but this is, this is what I saw, and I was, I was taken aback, looking at her, praying, and I, as I'm seeing this, I hear the Lord say, but I'm, I'm gonna put meat on her bones. And um, so I, I began to pray and not thank him that he was putting meat on her bones and he was gonna make her, you know, put color in her skin and make her strong and healthy and vibrant. And um, I I so that night, so I spent the whole day sort of mulling, praying, meditating on what the Lord was saying about the church in our nation, and uh, I had a dream that night, and this is going to lead to what I want to talk about. But in my dream, I had these trays of—I was with our students, and I had these trays, like, like these cookie sheets that I sometimes put in the meal, I put in the oven to bake, like a. a what do you call those, moms? Sheet pan meals. You know what I'm talking about? So I had these trays full of raw meat. I had about five trays, and they were full of raw meat. And I knew in my dream that it was dove meat. And I know, I've never had dove meat. Don't plan on it. Um, but I, I was seasoning it, and I was preparing it, and I was showing students how to season it, how to prepare it, how to cook it, to in order serve it, and um, I knew that raw meat must be handled carefully. Amen. If you are a cook, you know like you don't you don't c- handle raw meat and then put your hand in your mouth, right? Raw meat. It's important how you handle it, and. I knew that what the Lord was equipping us to do. And Ephesians talks about how the fivefold ministry I had five trays of meat has been given to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And he's doing something different, not different. He's going back to the ancient ways where the where the five-fold ministry is meant to equip the saints for the ministry that that that, that we we who stand before whomever, we're there to equip you so that you yourself can go teach. You yourself can go prepare. You yourself can cook and hand out what the Lord is doing. Amen? Amen. And so I I feel like what I have to share today is going to give language to some of you who've even moved from across the country to Upper room that the Lord has moved you, maybe for this very reason. Maybe you're going to find purpose in what I'm saying today. That I, I, as I've prayed into this, I heard him say that there's a baby boom coming in the body of Christ. We are going to have a massive harvest of newborn, oh, of newborn babies. And he wants to equip us, he is equipping us to receive them and nourish them and watch them grow in the body, in the, in, the, in, the, in the house of God. And I wanna be a part of that, amen? And so I wanna talk about the table of the Lord and I wanna talk about how it's time to eat some meat. And I want to address spiritual immaturity. So we're going to hang out in three different scriptures today. I want to start by saying that there is spiritual immaturity that is natural, normal, and good. Okay? Like, I saw some, can someone hold up your precious baby? Are there any babies over here today? I saw babies. Uh, We expect babies to be babies. Right? We there's shepherd. Shepherd we would never be frustrated if if shepherd couldn't chew. Right? We fully expect shepherd to drink from a bottle. That is normal, good and right. And the influx of babies that are coming into the kingdom are going to be milk drinkers. And it's our job to hold them, tend to them, change their diapers. We expect them to poop in their diapers. But I was, Michael said to me earlier, I think you said, Bill says as he said, the experience of changing a 15-year-old diaper is much different from a, a, a baby's diaper. 1 Peter 2.2 talks about this normal spiritual immaturity. Let's, let's look at 1 Peter 2.2. Uh, Actually, 1 Peter 2, 1. So put aside every trace of malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander and hateful speech. Like newborn babies, I'm reading from the Amplified, by the way. You should long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation if in fact you have tasted the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord. Now, if shepherd in three years is not beginning to chew things, that would be problematic. Are you with me? So the, the, the expectation as a believer is that you grow. And I wanna talk about that growth. And I wanna talk about what is unnatural immaturity? So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. And then we're going to go to Hebrews 5. <clears throat> if you are raised in church, did you ever race to get to the scripture first? Uh. Uh, brrr, got it. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 3, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth and this is what he says. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. For you are still carnal. (laughs) For Where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? What's the implication? The expectation is that you would not act like a human. That once you are washed in the blood, baptized into his death, and raised to new life, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, that you wouldn't act like a human anymore. That there is a there is a standard. Okay, I'm not getting into works, so just get off my back about that. I'm, 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 I'm not getting into works. I'm saying that there's a standard of a way of life that believers walk in and that they grow in. So let's talk about this. This spiritual immaturity. In this particular case of the church in Corinth, Paul's saying, Hey, by now you should be in a different spot, but you're not there. And how did he know it? He knows it because they're still talking about men as their access to God. It's one thing to honor a leader as a father or as a mother, and it's a much different thing to not understand. Go down to verse um, go down to verse 21 in the same chapter. He's goes through his whole thing about. They're all laying foundations on, they're all building on Christ. Um, and then he, this is how he summarizes this section. Therefore let no one boast in what? In men, for all things are yours. Haha. whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, read this with me. All are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God. What is he saying? He's saying a, a mark of immaturity is to be talking on this level. Oh, I follow up a room. Well, but, you're, but you've been brought into the Holy of Holies. And, and I love you, honey, but you, he's not the high priest in there that went tore the veil and is there ministering to God, inviting you in this is how we know immaturity, and, and I want to encourage you as we're growing, as you find people, when, when people around you in this community are discussing things on this level, I want to encourage you. You don't have to rebuke them, but you can bring it up here. You can begin to talk about the Lord himself. We can move. I love what God's doing in, in Asbury, or in Reading, or Jesus' image, or I love all of that, but but what is all of that unto? It's all unto a man who tore the veil, who stepped into the Holy of Holies and has invited you in to go in there with him in heavenly places. Because, because one day we're just, we're gonna all be there in all of him together. <laughs> That's a mark of immaturity that we're growing out of. Because, because when, I, when I feed a newborn baby, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding them the milk of the word, which is the person of Christ. I'm not feeding them a church culture. I'm feeding them the person, the word of Jesus. Because this will pass. This will pass, but he won't. Amen? This gets me fired up. <laughs> I want you to um, turn to Hebrews 5. We're gonna look at another place where someone, whoever wrote Hebrews, is fired up about immaturity again. We're gonna hang out here. It's in, uh, let's let's start in verse nine so we have a little context. Hebrews 5, nine. And having been perfected, he, I love Jesus, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become what? dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, remember what I said about equipping the saints? You ought to be teachers, not always feeding from a teacher, but becoming one yourself. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Let me summarize this. He's saying, hey, it's been a minute. You've been walking with God for a while. I thought that when I checked back in with you, you would be in a different place. Because we were born into the kingdom, but we grow. Well, I wish I was better at that. Uh, Michael's really good at that one. Um, the escalator, you know. Anyway, but, but we grow. The expectation is that We grow. And he's looking at this community going, by now you should be able to teach at least the basics. Now, here's what you need to know about this Greek word, the basics, the elementary principles. It's referring to like the ABCs or basic addition and subtraction. So we would find it appropriate to go into my son's kindergarten classroom. Miss Kelsey, where are you? She's his teacher. She's been teaching him the ABCs and the sounds that go with the letters. And now we're putting letters together and sounds and we're reading words and it's so exciting, right? But it would be very weird for me to go to a 10th grade English classroom and they would recite the ABCs, right? Because, Because literature, take implies that you understand letters and sounds. Are you with me? So what he's saying is there are things in God that are beyond the basics. And if you are bored in your faith, my hunch is, is that you're 15 still saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, because there is more for you. There is more. You, you, that is something that you get And that you move on. It's not that you forget them. No, 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 no. Every time. Every time we even think about God, we always remember. It's only by the blood. Right? Always. That is, that is. But again, I'm speaking in sentences. I'm reading novels in God. I'm not reciting my ABCs because That's the given. Are you following me? And so let's ask ourselves, what are the givens? What are the things that are the basics that we should all be able to know ourselves and teach? And then we can move on to meet, which the Holy Spirit provides. And I get so excited about that. But let's look at the basics, chapter 6. So now we've pretend like there's no chapter break here. <clears throat> by the way, let's look at, look at verse 14 before we go there. Solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Okay, let me just break down this phrase. Their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Meaning they've been practicing um, when it says senses exercise, it means to make habit of. And you're making a habit of discerning what is good and evil, or um, the, maybe the best way of translating is what is beautiful and what is worthless. So you've been, you were born into the kingdom only by the blood, amen, only by the blood, and we're not getting into works here, but you're born into the kingdom, and you, you're learning how to walk. And you become accustomed to, oh, these are the ways of God. Oop, I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit here, or I didn't listen to the authority in my life, or I didn't listen to the Word of God, and oop, I felt it. Like, ooh, that didn't go well. Are you with me? This is how we grow in God, and eventually, you're trained, and you're, you have habits that are habits of beauty. They're habits of the life of God. They're habits of one who looks like Jesus. You're not struggling with willful sin anymore. Can I just tell you that's not normal? If you're growing in God, it is not normal to struggle with willful sin. It's very normal for the Holy Spirit to constantly be helping you understand like, oh, that motive was off. Oh, Lord, thank you for letting your love in here. Oh, but, but, but willful sin, that is, I, we should be moving way beyond that. Now there's sin that's like, ooh, didn't mean to, you know, like I lost my temper, and I lashed out, or I said, I, I, I gossiped, or I, I slandered, and ah, I, 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 you know, I didn't mean to, that's very different, do you hear me, than like, I chose sin. Are you with me? We grow out of that. Can I tell you, if you're a new believer, I have good news for you. Sin is gonna become more rare. (laughs) Which is great. You, you're going to grow and it's going to become more rare because the Holy Spirit is working to form, to sanctify the character of Christ here. And then it gets worked out in you. It's so wonderful. I am so much better of a wife and a mother than I was 14 years ago. Amen. I'm, saying, I'm so much better because I'm growing in God. I am more like Jesus than I was. This is how it works, only by the blood. Okay, so what are these basics? What are these ABCs? Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. I need you to see this, that there is something beyond the doorway into the kingdom. There's perfection. And I don't mean perfection of your character. It's the perfection of walking in with Jesus and his, by his spirit. <clears throat> of knowing the one who is perfect. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. So this is our first ABC, right? This is dead works, a foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God. Meaning it's only what? By the word, it's, it's, not, it's by grace, through faith, not by works, lest anyone should boast. Amen? These, that's a basic. You, you, if you're not already, you, sh- you will be able to teach that. This is the gospel. Are you with me? This is the first one second those go hand in hand repentance from dead works meaning i am aware like brett said was so, oh how do you love that song my intercessor my high priest oh my goodness brett and elissa wrote that song and i just i'm i've been begging him to do it so thank you brett um but i forgot what i was saying. Oh, what he said when he, when he was leading worship, he said he's, the Lord's renewing our minds from that religious spirit that says, oh, I had a good week. I can come in to the Lord's presence. No, 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 no. It's on my best days and on my worst days, right? Because it's only by the blood. Okay, so that's ABC number one, number two. Of the doctrine of baptisms, meaning baptism, baptism, is what we do, we are buried with him in baptism, we are raised to new life, and we are baptized by the Holy Ghost, that, the, that Jesus baptizes us in fire, is the promise, um, and that one day we will be, resur- oh, and the laying on of hands, is how is how we commission, how we anoint, how we impart gifts, biblically, and <clears throat> that one day we'll be raised from the dead. Amen, this is another, these are our ABCs, right? Do we believe these things? This is like your statement of beliefs, okay? Um, that one day we'll be raised with him from the dead and that there is eternal judgment, meaning for those of us who have come in by the blood, we, we come in and then we get judged by our works to be rewarded, You're going to be rewarded for your works. I don't have time to just leave that there. Um, Okay, so these are the basics. These are the ABCs. But the writer of Hebrews now spends about five chapters outlining what is beyond the basics. Think of it like this. Think of... Think of Jesus coming, becoming a man, putting on flesh, leaving glory, and giving his life. Think of all of that as taking you out of the red. Meaning you had a debt that was completely unpayable from your end. There was a debt that just there was no other way. So it was a hurdle. It was in the way. And I, I, I just picture Jesus sometimes before he came being like, we got to get rid of that. That sin thing It's in the way. I want to be with my people. I want to see them free. Whom the son says free is free indeed. Christ came to set us free. I want to get that out of the way. And then what? Sometimes I feel like the body of Christ is like hanging out at the door. And we're just singing about the door. You know, Jesus said, I, he said, I'm the shepherd, but he also said, I'm the gate. And then we're like, bah, this gate is so beautiful. I love this gate. And. And you should, you should enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But you're entering into something more. The red is done. The debt is paid. What's after that? I think the Spirit of God is inviting you to ask the question, wait a minute, I got out of the red Then you went to be with the Father and you said it would be better if you went away so that you could send someone. So now I'm not just in the red. I am way in the black. And now what I do with the black in my account. Hmm. Maybe. There's a co-laboring. Maybe there's an investment. Maybe there are talents given to you. And the question is, what are you going to do? Because, you know, Paul calls himself a bond servant. Do you know what a bond servant is or a bond slave? It's someone who's been set free from their slavery. And they, they love their owner so much, they come back. They say, I want to be with you for life. I I volunteer for that. And they would, I'm grabbing my ear because they would pierce their ear on the door. I'm not an expert in this, so I just remember growing up singing this song. Did anyone sing that? Pierce my ear. That's the only person. Sweet. Um, (laughs) But they would, it was their way of saying, "I, I know you set me free but now I want to be yours forever. I'm at your service. And I feel him inviting us to places that are beyond obedience. You know, I, we train our kids to, to do things in our home, like help clean up the table after we eat. Help take out the trash. Help scoop up dog poop. Help do your laundry. But my goal is that one day I will have cultivated hearts that want to serve. That I don't have to say, hey, take out the trash. I'm looking to cultivate a heart that's like, I want to do this because I love you. You see the difference? I'm wondering what is beyond obedience. I think of the woman, I think of the woman in Luke seven. You know, because we exalt, we say like, I'll do whatever Jesus says. But Jesus was so moved by this woman's offering with her tears and her hair and her oil and her kisses. But he didn't ask her for that. There was no moment where he was like, hey woman of ill repute. I want you to come to this house and break your alabaster jar that's worth a year's worth of salary for me. And she in obedience, reluctantly came and did that. There is a place of love, of a life laid down, that is just beyond. It's beyond. And and I think my conviction is that it's open to your desire. It's, it's, this is where we are out of the red. We are out of childish thinking and we're moving into a co-laboring. Oh God, what could I do? You know, in the parable of the talents, he's, he, he doesn't tell them what to do with their talents. He's like, I got you out of the red. Now you're in the black. What do you want to do with that? How would you like to advance my kingdom? This to me is the meat And it's all supplied by the Holy Spirit. These are, you know, meat requires chewing. And I would like to invite you, you know, I don't, I'm not, everyone always teases me because every time I preach I'm like, (laughs) um, I'm not angry, but I I, I do want to invite you past. Milk, I want to invite you to be a part of being the one that's able to feed a baby. Because here's the thing, babies can't feed babies. I know, that's like a, duh. But that's dangerous, right? If, if you put two two-year-olds in a kitchen together and you're like, y'all are on your own. There's the pantry. It's full. You know what they're going to eat? The chocolate chip cookies for who knows how long until they're sick. It's, it's, it's my job to make sure that like my family's getting, getting something balanced. There's some fiber, there's some protein, there's some calcium, there's some car. there's a There's a good balance there. And what I am saying to you today is that it is not just our job, those of us who stand with microphones or on podcasts or on YouTube, to make sure that the body of Christ gets a balanced meal. It's then your job to go take what you've learned and be able to teach it because you've taken it and you've chewed it. You have not not been a baby just like, feed me. (laughs) Sorry, I know. Okay, I, I, I put together some pictures, and I want to talk about the table of the Lord. So the table of the Lord should, should not look like this. <laughs> we love babies. Like, it's adorable, but it is not adorable if, if I have to feed Ian a bottle. It's not cute anymore. And... Even in this picture, see the little cutout at the front? We all know an adult has to stand there. <laughs> um, we're moving away from this. I've got another one. These are my boys. Um, this is Freeland holding Truman, giving him a bottle. But even, even here, you know, I made the bottle. And I'm also the one to make sure that that bottle gets put in the sink later. Otherwise, if he finds it behind the couch in three days and it's like uh, um, curdled. Um, this is what the table of the Lord should look like. We are looking at multi-generational. Some of us are further along in Christ than others. Some of us are, you get it, right? Some of us are babies. It's not a bad to be a baby, but you just need to find someone older. When it's time to show you how to eat, to show you what to eat. There's some of our upper room friends here. This is the table of the Lord, and I feel upper room. It's time to invite you. (laughs) It's time to invite you to put some babies at your table. It's time for you to steward. In greater measure, the talents that have been given to you. Are we still flickering through here? (laughs) There's Rosie. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your table. So we're going to take communion. Michael, will you come take communion with us? Yeah, you can get it ready. The beautiful thing is the Lord is feeding all of us. And he knows what you need. He's going to put meat on our bones. We're going to be able to do a little heavy lifting. little color
2: on our skin okay. if you would just grab your bread and uh, in John 6 Jesus said my my flesh is true food and uh, and though we bring our appetites to this table mm. <clears throat> just where we've been uh, whining where we've been Hungry, <laughs> spiritually, emotionally, relationally, Lord, where we've been, um, where we've been manifesting, where we've been taking our appetites to other places, uh, Lord. Sometimes, as a good Father, you 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 bring us to Your table, and Lord, we want to mature as Your sons and daughters, and we want to bring our appetites to Your table. I just think of the. Prodigal in the in the pigsty after he had eaten, <laughs> not from a table. He had eaten, Lord, what wasn't healthy, what wasn't good. He came to his senses and he said, "Man, even my my father's servants eat better than this." And I feel like the Lord this morning is is saying, "I have choice food for you, my child." I have choice food, I have prepared delicacies for you and you're taking your appetite elsewhere. And I just want to send the call out, bring your appetite to this table. You're hungry for true food and this bread is the bread of life. It is the only thing that can source your life. It's the only place where you'll find true satisfaction Just think of a baby that's been crying and then when he comes to his mother's arms, he falls asleep after he receives the meal that he did not know that he needed. But he knew he needed something and it was a parent that gave him exactly what he needed. And some of you that are are infants in the faith, you, you need to come to this table to find rest. You need to come to this table to find nourishment, to find peace, to find wholeness to find true food and so bring your appetite to this table any and all come to the table those that are mature in the faith i just just pray that your appetite is wet afresh that 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 you would crave crave the delicacies of this table jesus you have you have a mystery still you have mystery still that deep cries out to Deep. And so from the depths of you that are, that are old and, and, and aged in the faith, I just pray that you would get a fresh hunger for what's at this table, Lord, that we would be stewards of these mysteries and we'd be stewards of our appetites, Father, from those that have been saved for decades to those that have been saved for just 10 days, Lord, we all come hungry to find what only this meal can source. And so your flesh is true food. And we say, thank you, Lord, for servicing us. Thank you for for giving us what only you could. And it is your flesh. And so we receive it this morning. And fathers, I just commission you once again to set the table for your family, to set the lamb before your kids, to set the lamb before your marriage, to set the lamb before your family regularly, Lord. We come to this table to receive food, to receive your body. So we say thank you for your broken body. Just pronounce healing, physical healing. Anyone that needs physical healing, would you receive that today? I got a report this week on my Instagram. Someone that's been watching us from the northeast has been taking uh, this meal, and their wife. As soon as we started this series, their wife went in for a regular annual checkup, and she had abnorm- abnormalities in her blood, and they thought that they had radical cells and cancer was being thrown around and they went to two or three specialists and they finally went to a specialist this week and they said, your blood is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with your blood. Your cells are healthy. I'm not seeing what the other reports have seen. And he said, I give you thanks for leading us to the table of the Lord. I believe it's why my wife's blood cells are normal. And so I just uphold this meal as a meal that heals. We wanna judge the body rightly so that we can be strong, so that we can be healthy and we can live out the days of our life. So we judge your body rightly. By your stripes, we've been made whole. And so we receive this, Lord, for any and all ailments, for muscles, ligaments, tendon cells, organs, chronic pain, diagnoses, generational uh, Abnormalities maybe that we've seen in, in our family that are with us. We just come under the authority of this meal and give you thanks that by your stripes we've been made healed and whole. In Jesus' name, receive the bread of life broken for you. You who are many are made one by one bread. Thank you, Jesus. Receive the bread.
0: honor you as our great high priest. We thank you that this blood was once and for all. We acknowledge, Lord, there's never a moment that we aren't in need of your blood. We give you High praise and thanks for washing us and for making a way where there was no way. How we honor you, Jesus. As we hold this, Lord, we follow your nature and we forgive. We release forgiveness to any and everyone who has trespassed against us, who has offended us, hurt us, willfully or unwillfully, on purpose or not on purpose, whether they're aware of it or not, whether they ever apologize or not. We come up under the power of your blood and we say forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. Forgiven and we thank you, Lord, for that same word of our own lives, Lord, where we have trespassed, where we have offended, where we have hurt, where we have not loved. We thank you right now for your mercy. Wash our consciences, wash our minds. Lord, we claim every family unit represented here. Ooh, we claim every family is purchased, bought by your blood for your kingdom. Thank you. We declare your word over them, Lord, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Take the blood. invite our ministry team up. We would love to pray with you for you. If you stood up at the beginning and, and you're you're still struggling in your thoughts or you feel it, please come up and receive prayer. It's our honor and privilege to pray for you. We love you, be blessed.